Welcome to Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. My name is Willie Moala. I'm the church pastor for the Paravista and the Gaula Seventh-day Adventist churches here in Adelaide. And it's always great to have you join us in today's program. This week, if you're just tuning in, we are taking as our theme for this whole week on Drive Time, Rediscovering Prayer. And the question that me and my co-hosts are looking at in today's show is, can prayer be hindered? So... I want to introduce my co-host who's been in the studio with me over the last number of weeks, Eric Hoare. If you don't know Eric, if you're not a regular listener, Eric serves as a Bible worker with the Adelaide Aboriginal Fellowship Ministries here in South Australia. And guess what? We also have a special guest in the studio with us. Eric has brought along his good friend, uh, Nerissa Miller. And Narissa has, I was talking to her just before we went off online on air and she is a woman of prayer and you are going to love what Narissa is going to share with us, uh, today. Narissa, um, so welcome to the show guys. Welcome Eric and welcome Narissa. Thank you, Paul. Thank you very much. Wow. So good to have you guys in here. So Narissa, um, before we kind of jump in, um, tell us just a, a little bit about yourself and then we will obviously get to hear more of you in our program today. But um, yeah, tell our listeners um, just a little bit about yourself. Um, I've been going to church for the past five years now, I should say, yes. My grandmother used to go down to uh, the prospect with Pastor Eric and... Right. Um, she often liked football on a Saturday, but we got her out of the couch and <laughs> got her <laughs> baptized. And I guess, yeah, when the when the world ready to end and we go all go home and march on through to heaven, we shall see her at the pearly gates. Yeah, I remember waiting. Coral. Uh, yes, I remember wow. Coral. She um, when I first met her, you know, she didn't want really want to come to church for a while there, right. but then she sort of got interested. And near the end of the time. When she when she was sick, she was the one that wanted to come to church, and so I remember picking her up in the bus and playing this country and western, western old fashioned gospel songs that she used to love. Yeah, and she was a real woman of faith. She was a lovely lady. Yeah. Wow, praise God! And just just want to share that without the prayers, I guess she wouldn't have got off the couch. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is awesome. And you also told me before the show, um, tell me a bit, a little about the the place where we are actually uh, standing on this this part of South Australia. This is a part of the um, this land belongs to the Ghana, Nadinjeri, Naranga people. So when you're in Adelaide, it's Ghana in the city of Adelaide. When you're down near the Kurong, near the river where the river meets the sea, that's the Nadinjeri people. Right. And then when you go up near the York Peninsula, it's the land of the Nauranga people. So it all connects together into one. Beautiful. For my my people and my country. So and I just feel that um our people need to hear these messages. Yeah. They need to come to know God through what we have to tell them today. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Well, Thank you for sharing that bit of history with us, Narissa. And I'm so glad that you're in the studio because, yeah, we, we're talking about this idea of prayer. And I know that you have your own personal story, which is powerful, and we would love to hear it. 
and we'd love to um, share with our listeners on our show today. Uh, so, so that's the question we're looking at, guys. If you're tuning in live with us here from the studio, um, the question we're trying to look at uh, in today's show is, can prayer be hindered? And so we want to unpack that question. And uh, myself and Eric and, and Narissa, we're going to um, share that, um, share our thoughts around that question today. So um, before before we keep moving on, um, just want to do our little quick um, World Watch segment. So this is the part of the show where we share something that's um, kind of in the global spotlight on the world religious front. I guess today it's not necessarily a, a religious news, but... But in certainly there is a, a sense in which as believers and Christians, we want to um, make this uh, something that we want to pray about. And it's in line with our theme this week. As everyone has, as you all know, the conflict between uh, Ukraine and Russia is just all over the news, all over the radio. And it's just heartbreaking when you see some of the images that are coming out. Um, from these, from the country of Ukraine. And so what I thought we'd do, Eric, and um, Larissa, is just um, I wanted to just read a, a very quick um, article off the Adventist Review from um, our World Church uh, uh, president, um, Pastor Ted Wilson. And um, basically um, he's calling the World Church to pray over what's happening um, over in, in the Ukraine. So I just want to read a little bit about um, this letter that our uh, world church leader within the um, Adventist faith denomination um, basically calling everyone uh, to prayer. So let me just read a little bit of it here. It says, Dear friends, undoubtedly you have been following current international events. It is imperative that we Pray for our dear brothers and sisters in Eastern Europe, in Ukraine and in Russia. The challenges that come with open conflict are horrendous. We have thousands of members in that region of the world. They need our prayers and support in every possible way. Now, can I just pause and say, although this is an in-house letter, we want to pray for everybody in Ukraine. We want to pray for everyone that's affected. I was watching on the news on the weekend. There's... There's rallies here in um, in our in our states here in Australia. You know, people Ukraine Ukrainians living in Australia, they got friends and families there. So mm-hmm. this is a really a for us to pray for everyone um, there in the Ukraine. And so the the letter goes on uh, from Ted Wilson. Please keep them and their families in your prayers as we pray for peace in this world, so that the three angels' messages can go to every home and heart in these last days of Earth's history. Please pray for our pastors, church members, leaders, students, and the institutions in Ukraine, including our educational institution of higher learning at Buka, about an hour from Kiev, our wonderful clinic slash medical center in downtown Kiev, our publishing house on the Union Compound, our our dynamic Adventist Media Center, the Ukrainian Union headquarters in Kiev, the various conference headquarters, hundreds of churches, and numerous schools. Having lived in that region for some years and having visited our dear church members in many places of the Euro-Asia division, including Ukraine, my heart goes out to them. They are faithful and dedicated Seventh-day Adventists. Please pray for their courage and Christian witness during these very difficult times. May God's presence and strength be palpable to each one of them and infuse them with peace as he leads them through this trying situation. His precious promises are always sure, such as Isaiah 26.3, Isaiah 41.10 and 13 and Joshua 
0.19. And he goes a little bit on there, but I think you get the, the point. Um, Ted Wilson's really calling on the those within the Adventist faith body to, to really pray. And actually, at the end of the article, um, this weekend that had just passed, Eric and Anirisa, February 26th, was really Ted saying for the world church uh, to come together um, and to pray. And I guess, really, I think any faith leader, you know, within their uh, faith group would be basically saying the same thing, you know, to really pray for the people that are being persecuted, the Ukrainians, some of them, you know, didn't ask for this war. You know, they wake up one morning and there's tanks going down the road and missile strikes, you know. So, you know, this is almost, you know, echoing what Jesus said, right? Mm -hmm. You know, he says in the Gospel of Matthew 24, as we've mentioned on this show numerous times, um, that this is one of the signs Mm -hmm. that Jesus is coming. So, um, yeah, what do you got thoughts on this? Yeah, I think it's very important because, you know, a uh, an army, a country can call an army to, to for defence, uh, which they're doing. They're calling the citizens, aren't they, to, yep. to fight for defence? But you know, the greatest power is through prayer. You know, to call to call the world church. You know, to call it a yep. prayer is a powerful instrument, that's right. and that's the hub of the Christian life. And uh, there's power in prayer. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, no yes. matter what happens, if we give it all to God in prayer, no matter what happens then we know everything's going to be okay. Even if there is death and destruction, we know that at the ultimate end of it all, we can have faith that we have done our part and that we give our hearts to God and through prayer. It's really important. So we just wanted to use our World Watch segment time just to really uplift um, the situation in Ukraine and Russia. Look, we're not political people by any stretch, but, but when you switch on the TV and you see these images of, of, you know, people that are, you know, taken from their homes and displaced and all that, you know, Same. it breaks your heart. And you wonder, is this the type of world we're living in? And absolutely. And so um, we just want to echo um, Ted Wilson's sentiments. We want to keep our Ukrainian uh, brothers and sisters and in Russia, because I'm not, you know, the media can portray things a certain way. And I think there was in one of those rallies when it was all the Ukrainians, there was a Russian guy there and he was saying, look, that's wrong too. So we're not trying to pick sides or anything. We're not, mm. please don't read into this more than needs to be. All we know is that there's people out there lost their homes, you know, and we just want to, as Christian believers, we want to spare a thought and a prayer for them. And we hope um, that things get better. Mm. And um, so... Yeah, so if you're listening today, please please pray for our the situation that's going on there in the in the Ukraine Russia conflict, and um, we we do really hope that um, somehow um, there is peace there, and we hope that the peace comes soon. So, so um, so that's our, our World Watch segment today. Um, now we're just going to give a um, like to promote our free book offer that we've been promoting for this week. That the book that we would like to offer you, our listener, is the book called. The Incredible Power of Prayer by Roger Morneau. And um, look, this uh, Roger Morneau, he is uh, a Christian who has has some amazing answers to prayer um, in, his, in his books. He's written a number of books, but this one is particularly entitled The Incredible Power of Prayer. If you'd like to receive a free copy of this um, this book, it's a small book and it's, it's going to be a a great read if you haven't read it. Uh, we'd love to give that to you as a free gift. So what you need to do is you need to get your phone and text in the code word SA34 
to the mobile number 0488 880811. Once again, that's the code word SA for South Australia, SA34 to 0488880811 and uh, follow the prompts from our friendly bot <laughs> and um, we would we would love to give you a copy, send you out a copy, no strings attached. This is our free gift from us to you. So please text that in one more time, SA34 to 0488-880811. We're going to go to some music now, so please stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. Welcome back. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time. Big Q&A with myself, Pastor William Mawala. And we have a special guest today, and that is uh, our good friend, Narissa uh, Miller. And she is going to talk to us today about this beautiful 
uh, topic about prayer. And I know that she's passionate about prayer. I know that she has a story to share with you today. So as we uh, begin our, um, as we kind of dive into the real heart of the program, the show today, um, Eric, um, why don't you take the lead on this and, um, yeah, talk to our listeners today about this idea of prayer and, and can prayer, um, actually be hindered? Yeah, well, we started off earlier, didn't we, by saying that um, <clears throat> for the Christian, prayer is the hub of, of life. That's the center focus in a, in, in a walk with Christ because to have personal prayer with Christ, we must know him. We must come to him. We must talk to him. And the good thing about God is that he wants us to come any time of the morning, day and night. Right. Mm. And uh, that's so important. And to learn that, to trust in Christ, means a communication. You, we just can't not read our Bible. We can't not talk to him and expect to have strong faith and have this strong crux with Christ. It's like talking to like a friend. It you, is. Yeah, you talk yep. every now and then. You, you might be close, but not as close as, say, someone you talk to every day. Yes. So, okay. That's right. He doesn't want us to hide from him when things are going wrong or we've done wrong. He actually wants us to come to him. That's a really good friend in my book. Yep. That's the best friend you can have. I'm with you. And um, so today we're going to talk about what can actually hinder that prayer. Um, but before we do that, I thought I might ask Narissa a, a question first because Narissa rings me quite often um, each day just about. We have a prayer together because she loves prayer. And, uh, wow. and she's a woman of prayer and she, yeah. knows, she knows that prayer is strong in her life. So the question I've got for you, Narissa, today is, you know, what really, what does prayer mean to you? It's, it's like a woman with a handbag. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a what? It's like when you leave the house and you don't have your handbag with you, you know? Oh, right, right, right. For me, as a woman walking spiritually with God, I really feel like I need my handbag, right? We can't we can't shop yeah. without their handbag, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like something missing or something's yes, not right. Yes. I get you. Yeah. So Beautiful. I'm, I'm feeling like, yeah, without, the, without a prayer each day or every morning, I'm on my knees and... Just worshipping, having that fellowship with our Heavenly Father who understands all of our needs, all of what our supplies are for the, for the week, the day, you know. Yeah. We, we can uplift ourselves through that prayer, you know. Amen. Yes, yes. And you were it's telling powerful. me, uh, Narissa, too, that, you know, Ephesians means a great deal to you about the armor of God. Yeah. I'm just... Want to put it out there to all the listeners out there, everyone that has got a heart to hear and listen and understand the Holy Spirit, you know. Because there's the Father, the Son, and there's the Holy Ghost, you know. So, and having to learn about our coat of armor as well, brother. Yeah. Because we have that armor. We can come to him through that. Our, our Bible is the revival, you know. Yeah. And we can have that, you know, that bread of life right. through that revival, you know. Yeah, yeah. And just putting that coat of armor on, because there's some time when I was still learning about how to manage this Christianity walk, you know. And just putting my coat of armor on, there was days when I didn't put it on. Mm. And I could feel something missing. This spiritually something was not right, you know. Then there's like a week, a month of just going forth with your coat of armor on every day and reading the Bible and praying yeah. and teaching my son, younger one, about prayer as well, you know. Um, and I know, Narissa, that, you know, 
Some of your family have, have had difficult times. You've My had difficult family, times. some of them are just so in the dark. Mm. And I'm not being someone that's going to sit on up here and say that it's not happening when it is happening. Yeah. And I know that through the power of prayer, we, we can move with the Holy Spirit. But there are things out there that are spiritually hindering, that are evil, yeah. that are very so dark from the powers of darkness. And without prayer, it brings in the power of light. Right. And it can make things right when you're not feeling right. Mm. That's awesome. Amen. And I know that from bending on my knees in my own home, because it starts in your own home, Yeah, you have to do it at home. You have to form that relationship with Jesus. You have to read that Bible. Even though you feel tired, even though you feel this, you feel that, whatever's you know, you yeah. could have lost a loved one the day before. You could have been up all night because your neighbors are just crazy or not just yeah. don't know God, you know. Not that they're crazy, but they're crazy in the world because the world is just affecting them. Yep. And it's just like the enemy so wants them where he's got them right now. And I know that if I don't pray right now today with you and my pastor here, yeah. you, my two pastors, that we're not going to be able to make that hope in others to bring them to Christ, you know? Yeah. Because he died on the cross for our sins. And God knows all about sin. Yeah. He knows at the heart, externally and internally, you know? You know what it sounds like, Larissa? It sounds to me like because you're a woman of prayer, like you mentioned, like, no matter what's happening in your life, and you talk about the crazy neighbors, to me it sounds like prayer has even changed your perspective on how you see the world now in some ways. Yes. Like maybe you would have seen those people in a different light, you know. Ten years ago, yeah. I, I, I was quick <laughs> to judge, you know. Yeah. But with my prayers, God has just, it's like really touching the hem of his garment. Wow. I have felt the Holy Spirit sitting next to me in my own home. Wow. Maybe not him, but uh, yep. the angel of the Lord is, is probably sitting next to me saying, you need to keep praying, you need to keep wow, praying. Wow, that is awesome. Yeah. And I had an encounter with my daughter. I, I rang past Eric at that time. Yeah. And she was in a, I don't mean to mention this live on air, but I guess a lot of people have been through domestic violence. Yep. A lot of people have been through drug, drinking, drugging, gambling their lives away. And don't understand that in the midst of that trouble, when you come to Christ and understand that yep. someone needs to pray for you, I'm in trouble, I'm in the dark, I don't know how to get out of this, where do I go, who do I turn to, you know? And my daughter decided to ring me and tell me that, Mum, I'm in trouble, I'm in a relationship where the man has mm. been, you know, yep. using violence towards me. And at that very time... Pastor Eric helped us with a bus ticket to Port Augusta. She was in, coming from the APY lands, the Aboriginal lands up in near other side, other side of Kipapiti. So she's coming on the bus and it's in the middle of that bus trip. It would have been getting near Port Augusta. She's ringing me on the phone. She's saying, Mum, I don't have the rest of the bus. I don't have a fare to get to Adelaide. And I'm like, hang on, I don't, I will haven't got any money. I'm just going to hand this over to you, Lord, because I don't know what else to do. Mm. But my daughter needs to get home. So in that very time of that, in the midst of that travel, 
I'm ringing Pastor Eric and Pastor Eric just says to me, lean on God. It's understanding and not your own. So wow. she, the bus ticket was only to Port Augusta from Cooper PD. So the bus driver is counting everybody on the bus. This is my yeah. testimony for others out there that, that can understand that we have an impossible, we have a powerful living yeah. God. Amen. Amen. And he can do the mar- most miraculous miracles that you could ever think of. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. And she is getting off the bus the next morning and coming to Adelaide without the bus fare getting paid from Port Augusta to Adelaide. And the bus driver has counted everybody on the bus. And Talisha says to me, my daughter, my oldest child, Mum, he did not see me on the bus. And I said, well, God has definitely got his hand over you to get you home. (laughs) So, yes. Wow. I just, it's impossible. But he makes the possible happen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise the Lord Almighty. That's awesome. Yes. So, I, I just, my faith is in the um, sermon of Moses, you know, when Moses crossed the Red Sea with yep. all of everyone, yep. God can do anything. As long as we're praying, we're understanding, we're believing and opening our heart up, we'll receive because we yep. believe, you know. I love it. I love it. That That's really, an amazing that, testimony. Um, it is. And it really leads us on to the, the subject of the day, which is, uh, you know, can prayer be hindered? Yeah. Uh, and the devil doesn't want us praying. Yep. So um, if he can take away that power, well, that's where he's going to strike, isn't it? To stop us talking to Jesus and to reading his word. Yep. And that's the way it is. So there's three things, three categories uh, I think we can get through tonight that just to talk about that I've sort of listed them in. Sure. And the first one to hindrance is what you're talking about is actually sin blocking the way. Uh, sin can be a hindrance to prayer. Uh, like yeah. like you're talking about, Narissa, yeah. it says in First Peter 3, 7, Likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. That comes from First Peter okay. 3, 2. So it's, it, that was a lead-in, which Narissa was actually talking about through domestic violence. So what it's saying here is that if we expect to talk to God and come to him in prayer, but in the meantime we're hurting somebody in our family, yeah. then that that's not going to work. God says this, that's not the way. It's, it's a good point um, that you raise because sometimes we can kind of compartmentalize our life. Like there's the church life we live, then there's the life we live at home, then there's the life I have with my friends. And what that text that you raise, Eric, seems to be saying, like if you're not – Loving on your wife and if things aren't cool and you, you know, and you're not treating your spouse, well, in that text, you know, with the godly love and respect that they deserve, um, you know, Peter adds that bit at the end that, that your prayers aren't hindered. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like to me, Eric, that there could be things we may be doing in our lives that unbeknownst to us actually is stopping God from, from working the way he wants to. Yeah, I think so. I that's think, pretty. That's pretty powerful yeah, for. I think, I think yeah. Christ doesn't want us to be coming to Him in prayer, but yet doing doing the opposite. Yeah, to the, His character, and I think that's that's what it's all about. Because prayer, as we come to know Christ, changes our character. I think the more we pray to God, 
the more we change. Like right. Narissa's changed through the years. I mean, I met Narissa years ago selling books as a literature evangelist. That's a person. Oh, wow. You were a literature evangelist? Wow. Yes. And so I went and sold uh, some bi- a Bible to her. And she I was, did have a very. Oh, so you, Eric. I'm a, we're coal portering to yes, and th- and I met her at the wow. doors, wasn't it, Nerissa? Well, and I had a really en- bad encounter with my last relationship. It ended like I would say a good, I guess, seven years, and I've had to just pick up my cross to, on a day to day basis and understand what God was yeah. trying to do in my life. Yep, to just you know soar away, get to the rot, take all the rotten bits out, and yep. bring out the goodness in me. <laughs> <laughs> Because we don't want to eat rotten fruit, right? Yeah. <laughs> we want good fruit here. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. So yeah, we God led me to Narissa, and we oh. got talking. And since then, she's moved to a couple of couple of houses, and yeah. now she, and she comes to along to our Aboriginal wow. fellowship through the power of of that, you know. And I I prayed about my home. And God has blessed me with a house on Faith Road. It's actually called Faith Road. I can't, <laughs> cannot believe that, really. <laughs> <laughs> it's on Faith Road. Man, God's got a sense of humor, right? Eh? <laughs> oh, my goodness, man, this man. <laughs> so God does answer cool. in, in mighty ways. And through yes. that, we met Coral. But the thing is that um, with the first one is that sin it can be a hindrance. But listen to what Proverbs 28, 9 says. It says, if one turns away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer is an abomination wow okay. so it's saying that you know if we turn away from the law of god from obedience to god how do we expect our prayers to be answered and this is the main concern one of the main concerns i think today as we wait for christ to come which is very soon mm. as we all agree yes we know that there is a t- we've been waiting so long that we start to conform to the world and we start doing what the world's want and not listen yep. to the obedience of what god mm. wants that even our prayers without us even realizing it yep. you know we can actually be um, our prayers may not be suitable to what for god to hear so that's that's really an important. So our thing. prayers, as you read that text, it can, as we turn away from the law, or if we're not living a life of obedience and faith, that you know the text says you're going to be an abom- Our prayers will be an abomination. Yes, that, that's pretty strong. Because I know mm. I understand that abomination is probably one of the the strongest words that God can use in the scriptures to 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 describe His disapproval, if you will. Mm. So okay, so we're unpacking this question a bit more. This this can prayer be hindered? Yeah, well, yes, it definitely. Based can. on those two references, yep. So well, you know the 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 law, sin is the breaking of God's law, isn't it? Right. The Ten Commandments, but also what God says. I mean, when God Christ came, and He said uh, that certain things were wrong uh, uh, to do, and yet, yet when He was here, He actually had mercy and grace and forgiveness because we're all sinners, aren't we? Yeah. We're we're all doing. We are. We're 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 grouped together in this. There's not one man that hasn't sinned except Christ yep. himself. So uh, it says that even our prayers are an abomination. Okay. But if we're following Christ, if we're in tune with Him, He will forgive us, and that's the key. I think that if we are following His law, and we may be breaking. Uh, some of those things, he will still forgive us. He will accept our prayer because he knows us. Yeah. You know, it reminds me, um, Eric, I was reading my devotional time this morning. I was reading Psalm 1, Mm. and I just kind of had this thing like, because I know a a very um, famous um, Adventist minister slash chaplain in the United States, you may have heard his name, Barry Black, and he's he's basically the United States 
chaplain for the U.S. Senate, you know, and he's an Adventist fella. And he has this um, daily um, thing where he reads a chapter of Proverbs a day and um, based on the day of the week. So, you know, I did that bit a little bit, but I said, oh, I might try that, but with Psalms instead. So today's the first. So I read Psalm 1. And, you, you know, I've read it many times, but it was talking about, like you're saying, this connection between obedience and God's blessing. Because, you know, Psalm 1 says, um, Blessed is the man that, you know, walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, stands in the way of sinners, and sits in the seat of the scornful or something like that. But then he says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And then it says, in his law he meditates day and night. And then he said, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters. And then it says, whatever he does shall prosper. So when I read that, I was like, wow. Amen. Like God seems to be saying that it, that when when you're in alignment with him, like you're saying, on one side, if you're not in alignment with God, your prayers are basically useless. Here is, I'm reading Psalm 1. That the blessed man or the woman who you know delights to to meditate on God's law, His word, this there's a blessing that there as well. Mm. So well, I think John four three sums up what you're saying. Yeah, go ahead. Says, you ask and do not receive, so you're praying right, and asking yep. God because you ask wrongly. You spend it on your passions. So what is our passion as a Christian? Yeah. Isn't it following Christ? Yeah, Isn't it being close to him? Yep. Isn't that uh, helping others? Yes. And spread? That is what it's all about, mercy, love, and grace. Yeah. But instead, we can be actually becoming part of the world and, and wanting to spend on our passions, which are outside of God's will. Right. I think that's really important. So, you know, there's a lot of verses here, uh, but we're we're going to run out of time. So can I bring up the second one? Yeah, go ahead. So we've talked about, uh, that sin can be a hindrance to prayer, uh, and also the lack of faith. Okay, lack of faith. Yeah, the lack of faith. Because it says here um, in Hebrews eleven six, and it says, And without faith it is impossible to please him. For whoever right. would draw near to God must believe that he exists mm. and that he rewards those yes. who seek him. Now, Nerissa believes strongly in God. She she gets up early in the morning to have prayer, sometimes two in the morning. Man, I'm fast asleep at <laughs> two and three in the morning. Yeah, yeah you said but, that. But you doing you it, get up you know? pretty well, early. Since the Ukraine and Russia yeah. events, God has really putting it on my heart to get up at, I don't know, man, but it's like three, four, five. Wow. And I really have to listen to the discernment of what our king has got to, you know, to say and ha- how to have this pr- prayer time, yeah. you know, for others that that think there's there is not a God. Yeah, there is hope out there through the power of our and Holy Spirit. If I could you know? press you on that, Larissa, is the is that getting up? Um, I guess is it comes from a almost like a burden that you feel like. That you I need often, to talk to God, Pastor Eric. You know can tell you that I'm I'm often crying for others that that don't wow. know that aren't justified through uh, their faith through Jesus Christ. You know, wow. And because I do not want a lost soul to be yeah. going to the pit of hell. Yeah, there is that's, coming a time powerful. in this world where everything is going to come to a closure. Yeah, and that time is drawing very near. Yeah, and others out there need to understand that these things are happening around the world. When you see these things, you shall now know that the time is near. Yeah, absolutely. You know, rumors of wars, famines, yep. pestilence, earthquakes, volcanoes, yep. destruction. You know, diseases. Yep. You know, viruses. It's all happening right now. Exactly. It's right at our doors, and we 
we cannot understand uh, uh, on that unless we have God who can yeah. lead us out of you know what take us by the hand and lead us into the promised yeah. land. You know. Yep. Yeah, Amen and, and that's that. what it's talking about here yeah. is a faith is really believing, really believing that God is the one. I mean, sometimes, to be quite honest with you, sometimes I feel a, a long way away from God that I can't pray to him. Sometimes in my life I get despondent. Yeah. Um, something's happened which has, um, I don't know, kind of shaken you to bits and you just, why did this happen, you know? And you don't come to prayer, you know, and and that was that's one of the big things. But by knowing him and and growing in him, you understand that you can leave it in him. No yes. matter what you think, yes. it's what God's thinking, how God deals with it. You give the burden. You mentioned the word burden. Nurse's got that burden and she's giving it to Jesus. I've prayer. actually spent three two and a half hours after Bible study last week. Pastor Eric doesn't even know this, but I spent <laughs> I'm learning, learning something. Two me. hours on my hands and knees at Annie Tess's, and I just felt like that that house needed a good cleansing. We often wow. need spring clean in our in our cars, in our houses, yep. and we need that spiritually as well. Yeah, I mean, well, that's so beautiful that's, thought. Yeah. That is yep. what we need. Yep. We need a spring clean from what God has to do in our lives. Amen. Praise God. Praise yeah. God. Because hey. it's, it's on a spiritual level, isn't it, brother? Yeah. Mm. For we, you know, we we wrestle against flesh and blood, against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. You know, against spiritual yeah. wickedness in high places. Praise God! Praise you God! You know, and that's where my prayer is leaning on God, and understanding that because we, as Indigenous people, we understand yeah. the spiritual manner manner of the destruction of what a, a demon could do to someone's life. Yeah, you know, without the prayer. We're not putting in the effort of, you know, meeting God halfway. Yeah. And saying, here, I'm handing this over to you. The burden belongs to you. You can take it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, have you got another comment there on the faith thing? And then, um, for sure. Um, so, in, in closing this little bit here, um, it's, it kind of talked about, um, with faith. It's one of the things that says that, therefore I, t- Mark eleven twenty four says, therefore I tell you, whatever you pray in prayer, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have already received it and it will be yours, you know, and that's beautiful. Amen. Already Amen. know. I know Thank that whatever I've said, if God, you know, will, will take that prayer and answer it in his way. Yeah. Not in my way, and sometimes, you know, sometimes prayers, we we wonder why it, it it's not been answered, but years down the track, you can see it has been answered. Yeah. God has answered that prayer, and that is purely through faith. Praise God, mm, praise God. Yes. Hey, hey, Eric and Larissa, I'm loving the conversation. Um, we're just going to have to hit the pause button just for a brief moment, and we're going to go to some music. But we just want to offer our listeners today and for this week a free book of a uh, offer called um, The Incredible Power of Prayer by Roger Monroe. And um, Roger Monroe, uh, it says here, was a retired salesman and author. And basically, Roger's dedicated his whole life to prayer ministry. And he is a man of incredible faith. He's witnessed hundreds of miracles in his lifetime. Some have even saved him from an early death. But as Roger would say in his book, most were in response to prayers. Uh, for others. So if you want to learn more about prayer, even be inspired by a man and how God answered his prayer, why don't you text through uh, the code word SA34 uh, to 0488 
880811. Once again, the code word SA34 to 0488-880811. And we would love to give you a copy of this awesome book, The Incredible Power of Prayer. No strings attached. We just want to give that as our free gift offer to you. We're going to go to some music now. and We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to Faith FM, Drive Time, Big Q&A. Sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer that calls me from a world of care and bids me at my Father's throne make all my wants and wishes
Welcome back. You're listening to Faith FM, Drive Time BQ&A uh, with myself, uh, William Moala, Eric Hoare, and our special guest in the studio with us, Nerissa. And uh, we've been looking at the topic, the question today on BQ&A, can prayer be hindered? And I'm just been loving the conversation. Uh, we've been talking about how... Um, how we treat our spouses in the home can hinder our prayers. Um, before the break, Eric was talking about um, if we're not living a life of, of faith and obedience, that could be a hindrance as well. And so as we kind of round out the show, Eric and, and Narissa as well, um, I, th- I think you got one more, um, something one you'd like point. to share with us. Yeah, yeah go, quick, go ahead. Just quickly. So the first one was sin can, is a hindrance to prayer. Lack yeah. of faith is a hindrance to prayer. Uh-huh. And the last one is unforgiveness. Right. Can be a, which is a surprising one, really, when you think about, yep. um, your prayer life. You sort of don't kind of think about that. And, and when I did the study, it kind of, the, the text slept out of the pages about it. Yeah. Um, it got me thinking about that. It says, Mark eleven twenty five to 26 says, and whenever you stand praying, forgive. If you have anything against anyone, so that your Father also who is in heaven may forgive you for your sins or your trespasses. That, that to me was interesting that he's, to, he's lining up forgiveness with prayer. Right. That there can be a hindrance here because of your attitude yep. towards your fellow brother and sister that this might be it can be a block to your prayers being yeah. received, which was like there's another one here, for instance, it says, therefore confess your sin to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power right. as it is working. So forgiveness is a big thing because, you know, when we think of Christ and the forgiveness that he has given you, me and yes, Arissa yes. and all the listeners out there, such a wonderful thing, yeah, such a gift. But if we don't have that gift of forgiveness in our life, it's going to hinder our prayer life. Mm-hmm. It's going to hinder our relationship with God. But listen to this one. I'll just share this one and pass over to Arissa. But Matthew five twenty three to 24 says, So if you're offering your gift at the altar, mm. and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother and then come. And offer your gift. Yep. I think he's saying, be reconciled to your, your brother or sister and then come to prayer. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and one of the big ones was Proverbs 21 13. Whoever closes ear to the cry of the poor will himself call out and his prayers won't be answered. So it even transfers to the dealings of everyday life with, with the poor people that we meet or somebody that's worse off than ourselves. This is all tied up yeah. in us being a powerful prayer warriors for others. And I know, Nerissa, you pray for you know many people that, yeah. uh, that we deal with, and I know you go through huge hardships and battles in her own, own life, and yet you're out there praying for people. Definitely. It's amazing. Definitely. You, you, you know, it almost sounds like Eric is... God's try. I think what I'm hearing from these verses too is that God wants us. He wants us to, I guess, to treat people the same way we want to be treated, mm. and the the way that God wants us to be treated uh, wants us to treat one another. And I think it's interesting that it it's one of the of the Lord's prayer. You know, our Father which art in heaven, and you mm. go through the prayer. It seems to be that the the one He expounds on after the Lord's prayer. It's this idea of forgiveness, um, you know. And he says, you know, if if you don't forgive others, you know, heavenly Father won't forgive you. So, so according to Scripture, according to Jesus, this is a huge. Um, uh, this can be 
a, a deal breaker if you're trying to pray for something and you're harboring thoughts of unforgiveness or you know you're 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 bitter about someone God says hey you need to deal with that first um before you you know before you come to me and I think that I think we were all guilty in some ways because there's that part of us that Kind of wants to hold on to that, you and it's know. It's kind of pride, isn't it? Yeah, it's pride, and yeah. you know, it's I, I all that. I think he wants us to be genuine, like yeah. um, to be upfront. I mean, how can you ask for things and, yeah. and and praise him when you actually know what the scriptures say, and yet in your own life you have this unforgiveness to a brother or sister? You maybe not even be talking to them in the same church or another church or whatever. But if you're harboring that then surely it's going to affect the feelings that you have inside. It's not a genuine thing. Mm. Christ wants us to have, be born again and to have that, that heart. But we're all yeah. struggling with that because we're all saying, you're right. And, I, I, and, and that's a real struggle in today's life. And I think we all struggle with that some more than us. But I, and I think just it just came, kind of just came back to me right now, Eric, is if we're kind of harboring bitterness or unforgiveness, um, we, the only thing we can do is just give it to God, really, because – you know, we, we can't, we can't, we don't have that, that power of, of grace and love and forgiveness. We need to uh, ask for God's forgiveness to flow through us to that individual, to that person. And I think more often than that, when we know how much of a sinner we are and a rotten scoundrel we've been, yeah. it, it should make us see others with more grace because we know what we have done, you know, in the eyes of God. Only we true only us as individuals, only ourselves truly know some of the, the real person that we are deep inside our hearts. And the the crazy thing is God knows that. And if God knows all of our secrets in our closets, still loves us, He wants us to extend that mercy to others. So so there's a connection there, as you're saying, uh, Eric, if, yeah, if we're know, dealing with this unforgiveness. And I don't think he's saying don't come to prayer until you're right yes. with everybody. Yeah. I don't think he's saying that. And that's not what was saying. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. What he's saying is that if you can, if it is in your um, practice, not because you have to, but because you want to, and you come to me in prayer, you will change more and more that you'll be able to forgive your brother and sister. That's mm. There's the power there, yes. isn't it? Yeah. To create in us a clean heart and renew the right spirit within us. Yeah. yeah. And that's yes. the power. I mean, he even says, doesn't he, in, in 1 John five fourteen to 15, he says, And this is a confidence that we have towards him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us and whatever we ask, we know that we have the request, request that we have asked of him. So what he's saying yeah. is here that we learn to yeah. to ask what's in his will. In other words, um, it's not our passions, as as it was mentioned before. We're not praying for the passions in our own life. We are, have passion for Christ, and that changes yeah. us all the time. So it sounds like from the Bible verses you're sharing, which I love, Eric, is that there's certainly Bible, the Bible seems to paint a picture that if either we're living in disobedience to God, if we're treating people not the way God wants us to, and we may even know it, we just do it anyway, um, that could be a hindrance. But then what you're saying is almost the other side of the coin is if we're living in harmony with God and we're, you know, we're, we're living faithful, obedient lives, um, like you just mentioned there, you know, God hears those prayers. So really, it's really up to us and the individuals who are listening just in how impactful 
you want your prayers to be, you know? Well, God's well is full of blessings. Yeah. And the more we pray and we change, then then that changes us. I mean, you know, it's up to us as in, and the listeners as individuals yeah. to accept this offer of praying to him whenever. And then that changes our lives and the fact that we – we grow that we we see that we see what we're doing wrong. We see that we are being uh, unforgiving to others, even though they've hurt us. We get to the stage of still forgiving them because yes. that is a big yeah. thing. That is a big thing, and only through the power of Christ, no other love on this earth can do that. Yeah, no praise God. Earth. Well, hey Eric, I've thoroughly enjoyed our conversation, and um, we can never talk about this enough and wherever we are on our, our journey um, God wants us to go deeper with, with this beautiful thing called prayer so um, to kind of uh, round us out today in our show today Nerissa I'm just wondering uh, since you're our, our guest in the studio with us today I was wondering would you would you be so kind enough to offer a, a prayer for our listeners uh, people who are uh, tuning in right now, there's there's going to be people who will listen to this at a later date, and we know that God has a thousand ways of of getting people to listen to um, what He wants them to hear. And I know that there's going to be someone that will be blessed, or is listening right now, or someone will listen later. So, w- would you mind just praying a blessing over what we've said today, and for the people who will be listening um, yes, to our show, my brother? I can do that. Go ahead. Dear Heavenly Father, we just want to welcome your Holy Spirit to be in the midst of all of our times and our yes. t- troubled times because we are, this world is in trouble. It's in chaotic times right now. Yep. And we just pray that we want to welcome your Holy Spirit because you are the living God. You are the yes. living water. You're the ever-flowing fountain. And you're our God who takes comfort and counsel here. Yes. So just take complete control of every unclean, hindering, hell-bound, deceitful, deceiving spirit and any mm. generational curses that have been brought down to yes. just hinder our walk and our faith in you because we are children of God and we love you so much and we know that the time is so drawing near for you yes. to come in your kingdom. And we can have a slice of heaven on this earth through our prayers in you. And Lord, I just pray for those out there that are lost, that don't know you, that think they're not worthy of this, of anything. Even those that aren't in Christ, Lord, just bring out the beast in them and whatever's broken in them, Lord, you can fix it because you, you are a God that restores. And we thank you for your love, your mercies, your grace. And we thank you for who you are in our lives. And we know that through the power of prayer, when two or three gather, that are gathered in prayer, you shall be there in the midst of that prayer. And we also know that when there seems to be no way, you'll make the way. When it's impossible, you'll make it possible. Open the doors spiritually that need to be opened and closed, left and right, front and back, underneath us, above us. Watch over us and protect us with your precious blood of your almighty power and your healing, cleansing power to be upon this nation. Be with the people of Ukraine, the brothers and sisters over there that are dealing with all this conflict, Lord, that don't know what's happening over there, but just... Take them out of that darkness and set them, put them into the light, Lord, and just direct their pathways, Lord, because you can go before them and everything that they need of standing with food, shelter, clothing, medical treatment, Lord, just help them. And I pray for those that are listening out there that that are finding it hard in their walk and their faith in you, Lord, let them know that there is time in their lives when they need to 
on an everyday basis, Lord, we need to pr- be praying right now because yes, time is so short. We don't know when you're coming. And through the power of prayer, we can remove anything that is hindering us, any dark angels, Lord, and just place your warfare spiritual angels in, in the place of this battle because the battle doesn't belong to us. It belongs yeah. to you. And want to thank you for your almighty power and your grace that is upon us right now. And just yes. be, just be with all my brothers and sisters out there, all the, that minister that do your evangelistic work, Lord, and watch over us, protect us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Thank you so much, Larissa. I really loved uh, your prayer, and I know that you are a prayer warrior, so it's so good to hopefully <laughs> the you. good angels will rub off on me and uh, as we leave the studio today. So um, we're going to just, um, we're going to have to end it there. Our time's up for today. Uh, please join our guest uh, presenters tomorrow, Fabiano and David, as they look at the question, what did Jesus teach about prayer? So I hope you can tune in tomorrow and listen in to our Drive Time Big Q&A. Um, but until then, uh, we leave you with the words of Jesus. He says to you and he says to me today, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. May God richly bless you. Now the dust is settled and it's clear to me All this time you've been here but I I just didn't see You were my